everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow As You Go podcast. We are coming to you live from a different location than normally. Normally I would be in my studio. Today we are coming from my bed because a very unfortunate event happened yesterday where my dog had to get emergency surgery. So he's currently sitting right next to me, healing, chilling. Thank God for real. I am just so happy he's okay. I will give you guys a little brief rundown before we get started. So he has a history of eating underwear, moral of the story. And he's five and he's probably been through this at least 30 different times in his life, whether it be socks, scrunchies, underwear, bikini bottoms, literally you name it, like in terms of that kind of stuff. I don't know, apparently it's like a, it's a male dog thing where your scent is on it, they want it. So he will do this very sneakily and we kind of got things under control for a very long time where I have to have like a hamper with a lid that goes in my closet with closing doors. Like I do everything in my power. I never get undressed for the shower and leave clothes anywhere. Like they immediately go in the closet in the hamper so he cannot touch anything. He still will find ways to get hair ties. He still will find ways to like do stuff. So like I have to be extremely on top of my stuff. But the other day he was, honestly twice this month, he got a hold of a pair of bikini bottoms and he had those in his stomach for a couple days. He didn't even know it and ended up puking them up like five days later. So he does a really good job of acting like he's fine. So that's why most of the time I never understand what's going on until he pukes something up or I see it come out basically the other way. So with this situation, he, I could just tell, I was like, you definitely ate a pair of underwear because of the way that he was like breathing heavy, wouldn't leave my side, was puking in the middle of the night. So I ended up calling the vet yesterday morning, which today's Saturday. This will come out on Monday, but that happened on Friday. Just a whole freaking ball of stress pretty much. So I ended up calling the vet, told them the situation and they were like, yeah, bring him in because like I, he wasn't wanting to eat. He probably would have ended up passing these to be honest with you, whether he pooped them out or puked them up. Like he would have ended up doing that. I'm almost positive, but I just wasn't wanting him to stay uncomfortable and I didn't know. And especially, I don't even know, like getting a vet's opinion. They did an ultrasound. They saw them. They said they needed to do surgery to get them removed because they were in his small intestine causing a blockage. So yeah, you could imagine how much money that is. Um, so very expensive, but honestly, I'm just happy that Marshall's okay and he's healing up and he's fine. So that is what is going on in my life this week. I don't know about you. Hopefully you're having a bit of a better week, but again, I am just very, very, very grateful that he is okay and he is still with us today. Man has a death wish for real. Like between his entire five years that he's had, he had parvo when I got him, he's had two teeth extracted, he has his anal glands removed. He has obviously gotten neutered. That's like nothing crazy, but that's just another expense. He's had his teeth cleaned a couple times. Um, just in general, you know what I mean? Like there's so much money that you put into a dog. So if you were listening to this and you're thinking about getting a dog, just think about all the other things that could come up. Obviously get a dog still, but make sure that you are like capable of caring for emergency expenses. I also highly recommend getting pet insurance. If you get a puppy, get a dog, whatever. Earlier the better. Marshall just has a lot of pre-existing conditions already. He has epilepsy. So in general, I just didn't know if it would be very beneficial for me to pay a monthly fee whenever, you know what I mean, most of the stuff wouldn't even be covered anyways. But I'm gonna make it impossible for him to ever do this again. Like 100% impossible. It was pretty freaking solid proof, but the only reason he was able to get a hold of things recently, I think is just due to the fact that like I had the hamper sitting by the door for even 0.2 seconds. Like that isn't even able to be done in my house. Like it's very like, 
it's either in the closet or it's in my garage doing laundry. You know what I mean? So anyways, he's okay. I'm happy about it, but that is where we are at. But today we are going to be doing an episode that is a Q&A focusing on questions that you asked, me giving answers, and a lot of them, just to give you a heads up on what we're going to be chatting about a bit, relationship advice, breakup advice, tips for dating, first date tips, and just in general, it'll be a Q&A episode, so I will be answering a bunch of different questions that you guys wrote in. I wanna say we have about like 13 or something like that. Alrighty, so I'm gonna try to waste no time and just get this going. So the first question said more relationship advice. So I'm not exactly sure in terms of what, but I'm just gonna give some off the rail advice that I would give to my friends or anybody. So I think when it comes to a relationship in general, I am single, but I was in a relationship for five years and I like to think that I have a pretty good head on my shoulders in terms of advice that I give myself and that I give my friends. But I think relationships are super tricky and they're one of those things that are not gonna be something that comes super easy and you never have to work at. So if you think that you're gonna ever be in a relationship that's just gonna be something that you never have to work at and grow in, you are mistaken. So I would just make sure before you get into a relationship that you are aware of that and understanding that when you're in a relationship, it you aren't really able, like you're able to be selfish to a degree and you should still have your own personal autonomy, but you should not be fully focused on yourself with no regard of the other person that you're either dating or trying to date. A relationship is a team, whether this is a friendship, whether this is a relationship, like a romantic one, whatever it is, like it is going to be work. And that's like a fun part of it, I think. I think that it's fun that you are going to be growing through certain changes, certain challenges in your life. And if you're not growing at all, I really don't think it's a relationship worth your time probably because each year you're growing as a human being. So imagine dating someone. You don't realize half the stuff that you have to work on until you are in a relationship or are trying to put yourself out there with another person. A lot of the stuff that you would be able to hide from because you don't have to really view it or even acknowledge it whenever you're just, you know what I mean, one-on-one single by yourself, not trying to date, you don't even, you're not even aware pretty much is what I'm trying to say. You're not aware of the parts of you that might need a little bit of work. The parts of you that are still healing, the parts of you that it's just hard for you to either communicate maybe, or maybe you have a little bit of emotional unavailability. Maybe you are a little too selfish. Maybe you aren't really acknowledging the needs of the person that you're with. I think that in a relationship or in the early stages of talking to someone or whatever, you see parts of yourself that need attention. And that's a good thing. I think that by staying single, if that's what you want to do, by all means do it. But my point is, if you are somebody who wants to get into a relationship, just understanding that like it is a team effort and you need to be conscious of the other person as well because if not it's never going to go anywhere in a good healthy way and it won't stick it's not going to stay you can't be bringing jealousy into a relationship you have to be trusting of your partner you have to be honest you can't be a liar like these are all things like i'm going to give you i guess like what i think are non-negotiables in dating at least for me but i think this is like core values in any healthy relationship, honestly, friendship or romantic. So some of my like non-negotiables and things that I think are just like, you have to have these for the relationship to be a good one. Honesty, if somebody's lying to you in any way, big or small, it's a big fat no. Absolutely not. Someone's gonna lie to you once, they're probably gonna continue it. And if you aren't even able to, you know what I mean? If Let's say they lie about a big thing, right? Imagine all the little things that they're doing that you aren't even conscious of, you don't know. 
you were get, you, it's, it's hard to know and it's hard to trust these days for sure. And it's hard to know what somebody's intentions are with you. But I think open communication, good communication, not being afraid to have conversations ever, even if someone upsets you a little bit or maybe something came off a certain way, not being afraid to have conversations about it to a degree. I don't think you need to over communicate or anything like that. But being able to talk about things that make you uncomfortable or things that maybe are hurting your feelings or things that you're seeing that you don't really like or maybe things that you're seeing that you like, you need to be able to communicate good and bad to that person. Again, I mentioned like jealousy. Obviously, to a certain extent, a little bit of jealousy is normal. But if you're constantly like territorial of the person that you were talking to, are they texting? Who are they talking to? What's going on? It's none of your freaking business. Like for real, it is none of your damn business, especially if it's somebody that's new in your life. You have no right to know who they're talking to. It is none of your business, whether it's their mom, whether it's another person. If you guys are not in an exclusive relationship, they don't owe you anything. In the early stages of dating, it is hard to maybe kind of be in that headspace a little bit, but I think it all just comes down to being confident in you and knowing what you bring to the table. And if the person that you're talking to wants to talk to other people, that is their prerogative, unless you are in a relationship, relationship or exclusive and you already defined the terms or whatever, just kind of knowing that. So my point is if someone's overly jealous or like trying to be possessive, no, bye. Like red flags, red flags, guys. We're tossing them, we're tossing them quick. We don't need, if someone's showing you red flags in the beginning, we don't need to be like, you know what? Let's just keep them around, give them the benefit of the doubt. If they're giving you like pretty red flags, there's really no point to keep them even in this stage. If How do you feel when you're with the person, right? That's the most important thing. If you feel stressed out, if you feel anxious, all these things, some of that can come down to your own personal issues, maybe things you need to work through, but you'll know the difference. You'll know if it's that person's causing the stress and making you feel like insecure or whatever versus you maybe needing to work on some things because you just feel a little bit uneasy in your life. That is a little different, but my point is you want to be with someone who makes you feel safe. Someone who really, it just feels easy. You don't have to think too much. I think most of the time, if we are stressed out about things, especially like in a relationship in the early stages, or if we don't feel super good with them, it could be because it's just not really a good match. And that's just something you need to be kind of aware of and just being able to kind of sit back and reflect on. You should feel good with them. Even though relationships are hard and they take work in the early stages, you should feel good. It should be fun. You should feel safe. Um, you should feel like you can trust them and it's just easy and it flows well. Like that is, in my opinion, a good relationship and how it would start in the early stages. Obviously, the closer you get to people, you're going to have harder conversations. You're going to learn more about them. And I think at that point, obviously, any relationship, like I said, if you're getting in a relationship, you need to just kind of buckle up and understand it is not a game. It is literally a partnership. It's something that you are choosing to commit to. And I think that's awesome. But it also, you know what I mean, comes with certain stipulations and just knowing that you are not responsible for another person and their emotions, but you are not gonna run away from another person and their emotions. And that you just wanna support them and see them do their best, always. I think the last thing I wanted to mention, I, mean, I could go on about this forever to be honest, but compromise I think is huge in a relationship. You have to be able to compromise and that comes back to not being too overly selfish. Obviously we're gonna be selfish. Everyone's a little bit selfish to their own degree. There's nothing wrong with being selfish, I think, to an extent, but if you want to do one thing and your partner wants to do another thing or the person you're talking to or whatever, if you're never willing to compromise with that person, that to me is a red flag. That to me is showing that 
I am not important enough to you for you to step up in any type of way, which for me would be something that I'm not interested in. So I think if you have somebody who you constantly are compromising for yourself and they're never compromising for you, however that may be, just know that that's not cool and I don't like it. I think that in any healthy relationship, you're going to have compromise. You're going to have trust. You're going to have communication or at least somebody willing to work on these things and kind of progress with you. Trusting honest. Like we're not dealing with lying. We're not dealing with cheating. We're not dealing with any of that stuff. You should feel comfortable and secure in a good, healthy relationship, whether it's in the early stages or whether it's in the late stages, obviously in the early stages, it can be hard to feel super secure because it's still being established in certain things, but I feel like you'll know when it's a good situation. And if you do ever find yourself feeling insecure, just take a step back and really just put that time and energy into yourself and ask yourself why it is that you're feeling these feelings because it could be from your childhood, things that are unresolved. So that is my relationship advice for you. Next, we're going into breakup advice. So a little bit different, but I think if you are going through a breakup, just understand that even though you can't see it right now, Every single thing in your life in this world happens for some type of reason. And I know that that can be a triggering statement for a lot of people. And obviously I'm not applying it to all contexts, but I'm applying it to breakups for sure. That if something doesn't work out, I truly believe that it is redirection. It is protection from the wrong thing, staying in your life for too long. I think that we can get really hung up on that one person that we've been in a relationship with, especially if it's someone you've been dating for a really long time. Um, like since high school, even like, let's say you start it, like you grow together is my point. Let's say you start dating whenever you're younger and you really grow through a lot of stages together and you invest a lot of time into someone. I think that by investing time into people, a lot of times we can even find it harder to kind of separate after that. Cause you're like, well, I put so much into this. Yeah. Just because you put a lot of time and energy into something doesn't mean it's good for you. And it doesn't mean that it should come with you until the next couple decades of your life. You know, you're worth so much more than that. And I want you to know that. I think we get so caught up in wanting it to work with someone that we completely lose track of our worth and what we want and what, how we want to be treated in a relationship that we truly will accept bare minimum behavior, if not behavior that's just downright unacceptable. I can totally say that I've been there. It's gonna suck. It's gonna feel like the end of the world. It probably will seem that way for you, but I want you to know as somebody who once has been in that position, here I am years later and I can tell you that it was a blessing in disguise. It wasn't something that was working. And I knew that even in my own personal relationship that it wasn't working for a while while we were in it. And I obviously am one, I'm one of those people that I would try to make anything work, especially if I love someone and especially if the relationship has been going on for a long time. I think subconsciously, it's just super hard to let go once you put so much time and energy into something. But there were a lot of things I think with me and my ex, which I'm just referring to because this is the only relationship relationship that I have to refer to. But um, I think there were a lot of things in my previous relationship that weren't going to work. Like there was a lot of, like I wanted certain things. He may have wanted the same things to a degree, but he wasn't able to prioritize me and he didn't want to prioritize me. He wasn't able to be there for me emotionally the way that I was able to be there for him and the way that I deserve to be cared for. And this has nothing to do with my ex at all. I'm just using this as an example. Um, because this is literally all I have. This is like my own personal learned experience through this, but I have nothing bad to say about him whatsoever. But in my own personal situation, I can tell you that it was a blessing in disguise. At first, I thought it was the end of the world back years ago, but I'm here to tell you it wasn't. It seemed like it was, but it wasn't. 
through all of that, I was able to find myself, learn so many things about myself, move to a new city, have so many different experiences, build a following on TikTok, like so many things. I started a podcast. All of these things, I'm telling you, every single thing is a ripple effect from every little decision in your life. So if that relationship were to not end and I was never broken up with, okay, who knows where I would be? Would I be here? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? When you're in a relationship, a lot of times you're willing to sacrifice and make decisions for people, even if maybe they wouldn't do that for you, you know? So I'm very happy that it worked out the way that it did because I was able to force myself to do something that I knew I wouldn't have probably done if that relationship wouldn't have ended, which was moving to a different city hours away from my hometown. So from Pennsylvania to Texas. And I knew even in that relationship, like I always wanted to do this, but I didn't think it would end up happening because I knew that it would sacrifice the um, outcome of the relationship, which again, if something's meant to happen, it's going to happen, whether you have to do that thing that you think would sacrifice a relationship or not. You know what I mean? It's going to end on its own. But basically I moved to a new city. I have a podcast. I created a following on TikTok, which ultimately has helped me completely try to change my career path and figure out what I could do that isn't my nine to five because that's something that I don't want to be doing long, long term. You know what I mean? So I think all these things happen for a reason. And even if I'm not exactly where I want to be at this moment in time, I am very happy that everything worked out. If I would have been in that relationship, I would have never grown into the person that I am today and accomplished the things that I've accomplished right now even if there's so many other things that I want to accomplish. You know, I think, I think that everything works out. So my point is if you're feeling very down in the dumps and like it is the end of the world, I want you to understand that it does get better. So please don't forget that. Don't let it completely consume you. Don't let it completely put you into a depression that you can't get out of for seven months because you're so much more than that. So what I always recommend for a breakup, I'm going to take you through the steps. So you get broken up with. Shit sucks, okay? It does. But what I want you to do, I don't want you to run from your emotions. I don't want you to try to go out with your friends immediately. No. I think the first couple days, like the first two, three days or so, I think that you should allow yourself to be sad. For sure. Allow yourself to be sad. Allow yourself to cry if you need to cry. Allow yourself to listen to all the sad songs. And just wallow, honestly, for a day or two. I think you kind of have to have a little bit of a funeral for the relationship that you were in. You're mourning the loss of that. So that's what I would recommend. I think by feeling it all first, it allows you to kind of move on from it in a different way, as opposed to trying to run from it and move on from it and act like everything's fine, go out a bunch. Yeah, you're gonna come back to what I'm telling you, like the step one that I'm telling you to do, which is just sit with your feelings a little bit after that happens. And I think that it makes it a lot easier if you just try to deal with it first, even if it's not what you wanna do, you don't have to listen to me, but I'm telling you this honestly has worked for me before for sure like just sitting and being upset about it because by giving yourself the privilege or just giving yourself the permission i guess to sit with your emotions and just cry you don't feel the need to do that every other day you know what i mean for the next three months so you have that for like two days and then on the third day you're like you know what all right i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do things to make myself feel good try to put your energy into you wholeheartedly. I mean, where else is it going to go? You know what I mean? You can't, but I'm, I'm saying, don't be throwing it at your ex. Don't be throwing it at the person that just, you know what I mean? Broke up with you. Try to put it into you. I don't want you texting that person a bunch. They let you go. Why do we want to text them? Like that was their mistake. You know what I mean? So why do we want to be like giving them all this energy? They'll figure it out. They're going to figure it out and they're going to come back at some point. But either way, we don't really want that. Like my point is they let it go. 
maybe at one point in your life, it will work out with that person if that's what you want, if that's what you want to do. But right now we got to focus on us. So that would be trying to do things that make you feel good. So going on a walk every day, you have a dog, go on daily walks with your dog, try to get in the gym, try to move your body every single day for at least like 30 minutes to an hour that you enjoy. It could be working out. It could be Pilates. It could be yoga. It could be hot yoga. It could be going on runs, whatever it is that you want to do. Try to find a way to move your body because that's going to get all that energy out, that pent up energy, any anxiousness, any, any of that stuff we don't want, but also it's going to give you a bunch of serotonin and it's going to help you to feel much better. And it's a great habit to commit to. And also, I mean, it's the glow up. You always do have a glow up whenever you end a relationship. Always, always. And that's why, because all that energy that you were throwing at somebody who just simply didn't deserve it, you are now putting it into yourself, which is the most beautiful thing ever. Because the things you're able to accomplish whenever you put all that time and energy into yourself, you can do whatever you want to do, for real. You can do whatever you want to do. Where your energy goes, grows, or whatever. You know what I mean? Wherever your focus goes, grows. So if your energy is going towards somebody else, you're just going to be sad, you know what I mean, and upset, and just putting all of your worth on the like freaking shoulders of that person, which is super dangerous to do. I think that's like the worst way to show up for yourself where instead you're putting it all into yourself. You can't, I mean, you literally can have the best day ever every day. It all comes down to the things that you're doing to make yourself feel better. So I would recommend the sad stage and then kind of try to game plan a little bit and find ways to branch out, do things for yourself, find new hobbies, whatever it may be. And then also, yeah, you definitely deserve to have that little phase where you go out with your friends, just get some drinks. Maybe you go to bars, maybe you don't. I don't know. I definitely went through a little phase where like I went out a little bit more after, but like not a lot, um, honestly. But I think that like being around friends is more of the story, what I'm trying to say, calling friends, allowing friends to support you and help you through this time. Cause it definitely is something that like you need your friends for. I think that it's, you can do it alone, but you shouldn't do it alone. I think that it'll be so much better and you'll be so much happier being able to rely on your friends in these moments. Definitely don't be afraid to journal. I would recommend like getting a journal, just journaling your feelings or whatever, even just getting like a five minute gratitude journal or whatever, get a journal that you're able to kind of reflect each and every day and just work on getting to know yourself better. I think during this time, be sad, but then also get up and live your life. Because if we were to die tomorrow, would we want to be spending it on somebody? You know what I mean? Obviously I'm saying you're going to mourn this and I want you to heal from it. But I think that after a couple of days, it is most beneficial for you to get up put on a a brave face as much as you can and just try to force yourself back into reality a little bit. That will be very helpful. And it doesn't have to be in a big way. If you wanna watch movies for a week, do whatever you need to do. But after a certain amount of time, get up and try to get back out there, not in a dating way, but in a focus on you type of way. And if you want to date, like go for it. But I think that if the relationship was over before it was over, it's easier for people to date immediately. So I don't think that there should be any judgment in that if someone dates a little bit like kind of quick after a relationship ended or something. But I think that if you were in a relationship and you're really, really, really upset about it, don't force yourself to date right away. Like focus on you and trying to kind of come out of this. I don't think that bringing anyone else into the equation is really great for you or the other person. I think if anything, it's gonna make things more confusing for you. And it's not fair to that other person because what if that other person ends up liking you and wants something? Like you're not emotionally available right now. So either way, do whatever you want. I don't care, you know what I mean? I really don't, but this is what has personally helped me and what I think would help you too. You got so much life to live, you have so many things to do. So if there's something that you really wanted to do while you were in that relationship that maybe you put on the back burner, maybe go for it. 
Like maybe you want to move somewhere, go for it. Maybe you want to try a different career path, go for it. Maybe you want to try to do something, I don't know, go on a freaking nomad excursion, go for it. Like now's the time. You're only as young right now as you're ever going to be. So what is the point in putting off the things that you want? more or any longer than you already have. You know what I mean? So that's my point. Put your energy into things that you really want to do because that's going to bring you the most joy and make you feel most in touch with you. Question number three, for someone who's never went on a date, what's your biggest piece of first date advice? Okay. So for this, I have a lot of things to say. You're going on a first date. You don't know the other person, right? So let's not stress ourselves out about it. Let's allow ourselves to enjoy the moment. We don't know that other person. We don't need to be thinking, oh my God, that person, they might be like the love of my life. Blah, blah, blah. No, we're not doing that. We're not freaking future planning. We're not like trying to psychic think and like try to imagine what's going to happen from this by going into a date, any date, to be honest with expectations, you are always setting yourself up to fail every single time. So I recommend dating when you feel up to it one, because it is something that takes a lot of energy from you, but you want to make sure that you can put your best foot forward and just go and have fun with it. I don't think that we should ever be going into anything, like I said, thinking like, oh my God, what this is like the last date I ever go on or my future husband or no, 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 no. Because by doing that, you're ruining that for real. By doing that, you're ruining it before you even give yourself a chance to begin because you're kind of stressing yourself out. You're already putting them on a pedestal and you're going to make yourself really anxious and just probably more nervous. And it'll be harder for you to show up as you and just chill and vibe and have a good time. Instead of by showing up with no expectations, you're able to go into it and just be like, you know what? We're going to have fun tonight. Like I have no clue what's going to happen. It could be a bad date. It could be a good date. If it's a bad date, at least it's a story. It's a good story to tell. It's for the plot. If it's a good date, that's awesome. Then maybe, you know what I mean? You'll see them again. But the first date, honestly, it's only ever to see if you want a second date with that person. Do you vibe with them? Do you enjoy them? Can you view that person as someone that you would actually want to be friends with? That's my biggest thing. When I go into a first date, I think, okay, it is not about if he likes me, it's do I like him? That's huge. We're not going into this like, oh my God, I hope he likes me, I hope he likes me. No, no. Does Do I even like him is the point. Do I even like this guy? And the reason for that is because that is the most important thing. That's why you're going on a date. You're not going on a date to win someone over. You're going on a date to assess the situation and see if the person that you're meeting is someone that you want to see again. So by looking at it that way and seeing and also viewing it as, do I like this person as a friend? is really important because one, if this is ever going to go somewhere, you need to like that person and think that they're fun and view them as a friend as well. Because if you don't have a friendship with someone, you don't have anything. So a lot of times I think whenever we get started in relationships or like not in a great way, relationships, we can be viewing it. Like I said, the, w the way that I told you not to look at it, which would be putting them on a pedestal and you're like, so in your head and you're freaking out about things. When you do that, you are giving away your power and you're giving it to them. But also it's really easy to kind of have rose tinted glasses on where maybe certain things that really irk you or like you wouldn't put up with someone that you're friends with, you're going to let them slide and like be like, oh, it's no big deal because it's a romantic interest. But that's not something we want to do. If you're doing that, you're just setting yourself up for future issues with this person because the longer it goes on, if that one thing that you let slide actually isn't something that you would want from a friend of yours, now you're dealing with it with the person that you're dating. You know what I mean? So you need to make sure that the things that you're seeing are one, things that you're okay with and you're not just giving them passes because you're like just wanting to be accepted and loved and supported by someone that you don't even know. You know what I mean? It all comes down to do you even like them? 
Do you like them as a friend at all? And also not having expectations ever going into it and just expecting to have a fun night. That's all you ever need to expect because by doing that, it allows you to be your most relaxed, authentic self, just vibe, chill. Don't try to stop yourself from being you fully treat that person. Like they are just a person that you're meeting as a friend, because by doing that, you're going to show up as you wholeheartedly eat food, how you normally would eat food. Don't be super self-conscious of how you're eating. Eat like a normal human being. Anyone that you're dating is going to be able to pick up on you feeling uncomfortable or whatever. So I think just showing up and being very confident in your own skin is going to speak volumes. I'm telling you from experience because people have literally told me, I love that you're just like you. And like, I love that you just like her. You don't care. Like you're just here having a good time. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, that's all that it is. And your energy is priceless. Your energy is the most important thing. And your energy is what sells people on you vice versa. So by showing up as your best energy on your first dates, you're just setting yourself up for success. Even if it isn't a date that you want to have again or whatever, you know what I mean? You're having a good time and it's all about if you're having a good time. So again, if you have a good first date, amazing. You can see each other again. If you have a bad one, no problem. At least you have like an experience. Maybe you tried a new bar, whatever. You're not going to align with every single person. So if you don't meet your quote unquote future husband, wife on the first date, don't view that as, oh my God, I shouldn't be dating. No, that's life. Okay. Like what? What are you talking about? Whenever you go shopping, you don't always love the shirt you put on. You know what I mean? Whenever you're trying clothes on, like you have to try on a couple shirts to find ones that you like and want to buy. Same thing goes with this. Okay. Same thing goes with this. I gave an analogy once on TikTok where it was, you go into a library. It's like the same thing I just said, pretty much you pick up a bunch of books. You might not want to buy the first like 15 books, you know? Um, but some of them might catch your interest. You know what I mean? You might read a couple pages, but you never know. You're going to find one that maybe you want to read the entire book at some point. You know what I mean? That's my whole point. You're not going to everything that you have in life. It isn't going to happen first try. It could, but if it doesn't, don't view it as discouragement, view it as, Hey, I'm young. I'm dating. This is fun for me. And I'm getting to know people. You know what I mean? And also just kind of go with the flow with it and just chill and enjoy the night Obviously, if you have certain intentions, things that you want to communicate to somebody, I don't think it's bad to do that in the early stages of dating. I would say like second date or something. If you want to like talk about stuff or even before, to be honest, there's really no rule book at all. If you want to say something, say it. I don't think that you should hide certain parts of you. You know what I mean? I think that if you have certain like non-negotiables in dating, you can talk about those on the first couple dates. I think the first couple dates are an interview process to see if you vibe. Do you enjoy that other person? And the whole dating process is a way of getting to know someone. So just kind of taking a step back and just trying to be an observer of the situation and just enjoy it. You don't have to be so bent up out of the night and don't stress yourself out about it. Don't make yourself sick and anxious. Just chill and enjoy it because at the end of the day, you are the prize. Whoever's listening to this, you are the prize always. And it's all going to work out the way that it's meant to. And you're always exactly where you're meant to be. So just find a little bit of peace in that. I honestly don't know if I'll get to all the questions in this episode today. I think I might do a little portion of them and then maybe I'll do another episode a couple, like maybe next week or something on the part two of this. But number four, ADHD. How do you keep a routine and habits while having ADHD? I'm going to be so honest with you. This one took some work for sure, because I think I've always had, like I've had ADHD for quite some time and I always 
kind of was dealing with it, but never in a way where I wasn't able to, like I've, I've learned how to cope with it pretty much. I was never medicated up until like this year I decided I wanted to get medicated, but because I had a certain job that I didn't need to have a lot of structure for, cause it was already made for me, you know, and my routine each and every day that was kind of the same. So I didn't really have to like do a ton to maintain my routine because it was already a thing for me until I wanted to switch my career, which ultimately came down to me building my own schedule and my own routine, which I'm currently doing still, to be honest with you. But so routine is hard to build. I am on um, methylphenidate, which is ADHD medication, like 10 milligrams, one in the morning, one at lunch, which honestly, I think I need to take my second one shortly here, but I think medication can help. So if it's something that you want to do, you can always try it, but don't feel like you need it because I don't think that I needed it. I just wanted it to help me in this time of my life. Give me a little bit more energy and just kind of help me have a little bit more productivity, be more motivated at home. I think it's easy to get like sucked on your phone or distracted by like a million different things whenever you're at home. So I needed to try to not do that. And that's just like work in progress and everything, but building a routine is super hard to do in general. So I'm still trying to get back on that and wake up at the same time every single day because waking up early makes me feel my best. And you can do it. It's just simply writing out what you want your routines to be. I would recommend creating a morning and a nighttime routine and trying to stick to them because your nighttime routine sets you up for your morning routine. And I have an entire episode talking about like how to build a morning and a nighttime routine if you want to listen to that. I don't know what episode, but it's down there. You'll see it. And I kind of tell you what mine is specifically, but your nighttime routine sets you up for the morning routine to make sure you're getting enough sleep and just making sure everything's kind of laid out for you and making you successful for the next day before it even begins. But also I think when it comes to just like other routines in terms of like your morning routine and stuff, like I knew, okay, I want to get up at this time. I want to go to the gym in the mornings. I want to like have my greens, take my CMOS, take my supplements. I want to make wellness shots on Sundays and have them all week. So I'll take those in the morning. I want to have my meals meal prepped. Like all these things are habits that you have to form, but it's just creating a day and a time and a place for you to make those come to reality. So making sure you have that time, you're waking up early enough to get to the gym, or if you don't get to the gym in the morning, you're still getting to the gym at night, if that's what you want, you know what I mean? So it's just staying self-disciplined, which honestly is so hard to do, but if you want something enough, you will make it happen. So I'm able to notice when I'm getting out of alignment with what I wanna be doing, if I'm sleeping on the things that make me feel good, which I've made episodes on this a lot recently, to be honest, I have one on confidence, self-discipline, and also how the little things are the biggest things, which is exactly what I'm talking about right now. I also have an entire episode on ADHD. So go listen to that for sure. But I think that all these habits have helped me really ground myself and help me feel my best and just help me show up each and every day. And the little things that I mentioned were journaling, meditating, um, a devotional in the mornings, like these things that help me stay centered and keep my mind calm throughout the day, deep breaths in the morning, super important. So just all these things that you do, that's going to help for sure. And ADHD, just cause you have, it doesn't mean you're incapable. You are capable. And I would also recommend practicing affirmations to kind of, um, get in the way of your limiting beliefs because you could think I'm not capable. I can't focus because you have those things, right? So by telling yourself, I am capable, I am focused each and every day, you're engraving that in your brain and you're going to notice that you're not going to let these self-limiting beliefs that somehow attach to you at some point during your life dictate your future and dictate your day. You are able, you are quite capable and able of being focused. So just know in those moments where you might not feel that way that I believe in you and you have to learn how to work through the discomfort because at first, whenever you're doing something that maybe feels a little bit new, it's not going to be something that maybe you want to do. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, ugh. 
Yeah, it's because it's uncomfortable. It's new. The more you force yourself to kind of push yourself through those discomforting situations, you're going to feel so much better when you're done because it's showing yourself just how capable you are. You are so capable. So I hope that that helps. Um, but that's kind of what I would recommend. Having ADHD, I mean... I think that it's honestly a superpower, if anything. I think that it keeps things interesting. You're great at having several conversations at once. And you're high energy. You know what I mean? There's so many things that you have that some people don't have, and it makes you more interesting, in my opinion. So try to view it from a better perspective. And go listen to my ADHD episode. And if you want me to go more in detail on any of this, just message me, and I will. All right, number five. What has been your worst dating experience? So there's one that comes to mind immediately. There's like two that come to mind, but like the first, like I would say the one that I'll talk about, I went on a date with someone who, God bless, wanted me to, it was just such a weird situation. We went to dinner somewhere. This was like the third time meeting. I don't even know why I let myself go on three dates with this person, but it was the first person that I ever went on dates with after my like last relationship. So I didn't really understand how to date, but I went on a date with him. And at the, like we were having, I got dinner and we had like two drinks each and he, I don't know, after we were done eating, the waiter came over and he already had like his card sitting at the end of the table. So I was thinking like, okay, he's paying for it. Like he asked me out, this was like the only actual time he'd have to pay for anything for me, to be honest with you. The other stuff I'm pretty sure I paid for. Um, but he had his card sitting at the end of the table. So I was thinking like, all right, cool. No big deal. If someone wants me to pay, they can tell me, you know what I mean? I really don't have an issue with that, but my point is it was just done so freaking weird. But so the waiter comes over and they're like, are you guys all ready to go? And he looks at me kind of awkwardly and is like, oh, do you want another drink? And I was like, yeah, I'll, ha- I'll get another drink if you want. So we each got one more drink. And then after the waiter walked away to go get the drinks, he looked at me and he was like, well, uh, so <laughs> I have this weird thing. I have this like little thing that like, if I go on a date with a girl and like, we're not in a relationship relationship, and the bill's over a hundred dollars that like we like that we'll have to like split it or like you pay for drinks or something and I'm like okay like I'm, I'm just kind of like I have no problem with that but like you're weird dude you're weird as shit like the way that you just phrase that very weird and uncomfortable you have this thing if you're not dating a girl like tell me you have freaking ego issues without telling me you have ego issues first of all like, oh, you can't pay for a girl if you're not in a relationship. Interesting. And then, I mean, there's so many red flags with this guy. I shouldn't even have been on a date with him, to be honest at all. But I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, that's fine. And so I was like, I'll pay for drinks. So I gave my card. And then when we got the bill back, I was like, how much was drinks? Because my bill was like $98. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, what? And his was cheaper. It was like 30 or 40 or something. And... I was like, he was like, oh, I think they got switched. He's like, oh, I'll go fix it. I'll go fix it. And I was like, no, honestly, it's cool. Like, I don't care. At this point, I just want to leave. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, I just want to get out of here. I'm sick of this man. So sick of this boy. Let me, let me correct that. So I like say that or whatever. And I was like, it's no big deal. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So I pay for the $98 bill. (laughs) It's just so funny because it gets worse. So I pay for this. And while we're sitting there, and let me just mention, we're sitting on the same side of the booth. The same side of the booth, which whenever we went to walk in and sit down in the booth, I wanted to sit on the one side. So I went first and then he followed behind me and I almost made a joke. Like, I don't actually care about this, but I was going to make a joke like, oh, you're one of those. You're a same side boother. Um, But I don't actually care about that, but I just thought it was funny. But I was like, this man, I don't think he has a good sense of humor at all. So I don't think that he's going to like that, which honestly, I should not have been on a date with someone who can't laugh at themselves. But whatever. Moral of the story. 
he ends up saying after we like, I pay for that bill. Well, I would Venmo you, but my Venmo is not working or whatever. He's like, do you have a Zelle? No, I don't have a Zelle. What? No, I don't have a Zelle. And I was like, no, like I don't have a Zelle. And I was like, yeah, I was like, if you had a Venmo, like you could Venmo me the difference or whatever. And I was like, but you don't because I don't know why it's controlled by someone else. That's another red flag. And he was like, well, uh, he's like, here, why don't you just create a Zelle? So what did I do? I created a Zelle on our date at this freaking restaurant on the same side of the booth as this man at the dinner table. I created a Zelle. This man paid me $120, which is how much I ended up paying with like tip with the $98 bill that I had. And so he paid me every dime back. So I'm like, what was that about? What? You just had me, we just went through that entire situation so you could pay me everything. And he didn't even understand that. And then the next day he was like, I'm pretty sure that I paid you everything. And I said, yeah, you did. And he was like, I'm so dumb. And I'm like, yeah, for more reasons than one. This guy was the worst. I literally like can't stand this man. He's called me since and is like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, please lose my number. Like, I can't stand you. I literally can't stand you. Goodbye. Um, so yeah, I had no tolerance for him. So the fact that I was talking to him like that, like when we only went on a couple dates tells you if you're ever talking to somebody like that, please stop. Cause like, that's the worst thing. You should never be like that angry <laughs> about someone that you're dating. But anyways, that was the worst dating experience I've ever had. Um, for sure. So, um, God bless his soul. All right. We're going to do two more questions and then call this episode and then we'll do another episode. Cause I have six other questions. So I figured I'll just split it evenly that way. But so number six, how to not be super anxious when meeting someone new. This is one that I struggle with a lot, to be honest. Um, not always. Like if, if I'm dating, if I'm going on a date, like I honestly don't really struggle with that, to be honest. I don't really know what that's about. But if I'm meeting people that I don't know, sometimes that can be anxiety inducing for me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. It's something that I just struggle with, but I'm working on. But how to not be super anxious. I think it's just to remind yourself that like that person is not on a pedestal. They are quite literally on the same exact like level as you. And they have just as much impressing you to do than you have impressing them. And like, you don't have to go into it trying to impress anyone. Just be you be authentically. You try to just chill with it, go into it again. No expectations. Don't try to think of things ahead of time. Just go into it and vibe and enjoy everything. And just, if you notice yourself getting really worked up or stressed or anxious at all, Really just try to ground yourself with deep breaths, like genuinely breathe in for like three seconds, hold it and then exhale it. I like to do heart breathing with something I learned in therapy, which you breathe in and then you hold it in your heart space and then you exhale it in your heart space. Like imagine that you're like giving it back to yourself. So you breathe it in, you're bringing in like all the energy from like everything around you into your heart space and then allowing it to like you're exhaling into your heart space. It's super calming. I honestly do this every single morning before I even get out of bed. And if I notice myself anxious at any point in the day, I will do that. And it totally helps. And it's a way that you're able to tell yourself, like, I got this. And you're, it allows your body to trust you more, for sure. You're fully capable of going into new experiences and meeting new people. I think that a lot of the reasons that we work ourselves up about it is because we have limiting beliefs again things that you think about yourself or things that people have told you in the past that are unfortunately still hanging out with you that you honestly should write down in a journal and correct them with the opposite. So if you think I'm not worthy, you know what I mean? Of like 
what you want in life in any way, you would correct that with, I am worthy of my dreams and desires. I am worthy. I am amazing. I am confident. Like in general affirmations, I can't recommend enough. It'll overall help your confidence and everything. I do have an episode on confidence as well. If you want to listen to that, if in case like that would help in this. But I think at the end of the day, just reminding yourself that like you are that bitch, like you are amazing. There's so many things that you have that make you so unique and set you apart from every other person in the world and your energy and the way that you just go and vibe and have fun with people. Like just go into it, enjoying life and not thinking too much. I think the second that we allow ourselves to think too much about anything that's when we get anxious because you're thinking too much about the future things that you cannot control so if you notice yourself thinking about something and it's stressing you out ask yourself can i do anything about this can i control this in any way like if you're wondering how someone's going to perceive you no okay cool then i'm not even going to stress it i'm just going to go and have a blast and have fun and I can't wait to make new experiences with people that I've never met before. Like just trying to change your perspective on it is so game changing because I think our anxiety or our minds can be like, Oh my God, like, I hope they like me, blah, 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 blah. Like I, I'm, I hope that like I say the right things or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm going to go into this and just make great conversation and just talk about whatever comes up in the moment and feel confident, make the like intention for your night to exude confidence and just feel very very at peace with yourself and be playful and have fun it's all all these little things i promise are game changing for real so just doing things that set you up before you go out and do those things maybe or if you're going to meet people do things that day that make you feel your best so for me if i have things that i'm going to be doing that day if there's something currently stressing me out that i need to get done it's in my best interest to get that thing done before i go First of all, so if I have a podcast to record, it's way, 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 way better for me if I get that podcast finished before I go and do things because then I feel good. I'm showing up for myself, which allows me to be confident and feel confident because you are keeping promises that you're making to yourself as opposed to you saying, oh, I'm going to record a podcast, but then you don't record it for whatever reason. And then you go out and do things and then life happens. And then by the time you're recording it, it's three days later and maybe you're stressed out. Now you're not trusting yourself as much and it does affect your confidence overall. So I think the way to show up most confident with people that you don't know is to do the things that make you feel most confident before doing that thing that you can control. So for me, it's meditating, my morning routine, having a to-do list that I'm kind of getting some stuff done that I want to get done that day before I go out and do things. Um, I love going on a walk every day with my dog, going to the gym. I like to make sure I'm moving my body. If it is a day for me to do that, if it's a rest day, hell yeah. But you know what I mean? Show up for you first so you can show up for others. Fill your own cup up first so you can pour into others because you can't pour from an empty cup. So that all comes back to just making sure you're feeling your best because that way you literally will radiate and show just confidently and ultimately super happy because you are in a super good headspace and you're just enjoying the day, the time, the experience with whoever it is that you're meeting. Last question. All right, number seven. Favorite items in everyday life that I use? So for me... I tried to think about this because I just did a podcast last week where I went like ham into these things. So I tried to think of things that I use every day, like first things that come to mind would be my water bottles. So I use iron flask water bottles, but like whatever water bottle at all, but that's my personal favorite. I have two 64 ounce ones that are literally like small children. That's basically the size of them. I have one that's white and I have one that's purple and blue. I'm obsessed. They help you get your water intake in. And it just helps me so much, honestly. Like I, it helps me stay hydrated and it helps me just make sure I'm getting enough in. And I just love my water bottle. So I recommend just getting a water bottle maybe, but that's one of mine. Also, um, a yoga mat. 
So the yoga mat that I'm currently obsessed with is one from PopFlex that I got in an event. It looks gorgeous. It's purple, pink, and blue, which are all my favorite colors together. And it looks like a sky. Super dreamy looking. Okay, it's amazing. So I've made that my specific yoga mat to do my meditations on in the morning, which has been super helpful if I tell myself like, all right, you're going to do it. You're going to meditate there. Because if I tell myself I'm going to meditate... I could end up doing a million different things, but if I have a designated area and one that I love looking at and one that just makes me feel my best self when I'm sitting on it, it sounds ridiculous, but I swear to God, it is game changing. It is like a velvety texture too. So it's nice because you don't slip on it. And it honestly just feels like you're sitting on a nice cushioned blanket. I'm obsessed with it. I got it gifted to me when I went to this event, but like I'm obsessed. So I highly recommend checking out PopFlex yoga mats if you want, but that's one of my current favorites for sure at the moment. Also the planner that I use, I've talked to you guys about it so many times, but also kind of going back to the ADHD question, having a planner and something that I'm able to write down in changes my life, changes my day. I've made it a habit for me before I go to sleep to make my to-do list for the next day, which just helps me stay on track with my goals, stay on point, make sure I'm doing even the smallest of things, like taking my medication, my supplements. Like I'm able to just check them off throughout the day to make sure, okay, you're not forgetting these things that you like to do that make you feel your best. So the planner that I use is by Sophia Lee, I wanna say. And it is so good. It has like a daily like to-do list section. It has like an hourly breakdown. It has everything you could ever want in this planner. I'm obsessed with this planner. So I can try to link it if you guys want to try to find one. I'm not sure if she's selling it still, but it has been a staple in my year. I've been using it since January and I have missed barely any days at all. Also, another thing that has become a favorite of mine extremely quickly is my grounded practice journal. So I also got this, I bought it when I went to that event that I got the yoga mat at and the best, like I'm so happy that I got it. It was the man that did the yoga, like he was the yoga instructor that day. And I just like, was like, this man's like, there's something about him. I just feel aligned with. And I like, I feel like he's talking to me during this like freaking yoga flow that we're doing. So I was like, I'm going to get that journal. Cause I wanted a journal to use for like manifesting more so, and just able to write down my intention for the day. And so I went and did that and I got that journal and I've been using it every single day since. And it has made such a difference in my day, in my morning, setting an intention for your day is so vital for you to show up as the way that you want to show up. I love setting intentions. So like for instance, to exude confidence, to be playful, be vulnerable without fear. Like you, know, like you could change it for your day or whatever, but like in general, it really helps you just kind of stay grounded, stay true and stay in your most confident energy for sure. So I love that journal, I'll link that as well. I've linked it on a couple other episodes cause I'm obsessed. I also am obsessed with the brand OQQ on Amazon. I am so obsessed with that brand, okay? They are just the best basics ever. Right now, my favorite things ever are their matching gym sets. That's like all I want to wear to the gym, for real. They're just the cutest, most basic sets. I have green, I have blue, I have white, I have cream, I have black. They just look so cute and good, and they make you want to go to the gym more, and they're just very flattering on you. I wear a size small in them, um, but I could also wear a medium. So it really depends on how you want them to fit, but I'm obsessed. Also, their body suits, you need them. You genuinely need them. I'll have my Amazon storefront linked below. And if you want to try any of those or just see what I'm talking about, they will be under either all-time faves or gym wear. Also my greens. I've told you guys about my greens a million times, but I'm only telling you because I actually love them that much. So I take my greens from memory every single morning and there's just something in them, I swear to God, that just give you energy, make you feel like you had coffee almost, but not in a jittery way. I just feel energized. I feel good. I had them before I recorded today. I have them every single morning. I'll start even on my busiest days. I'll throw them in a shaker bottle for me to drink on the road. 
they make me feel so good. And they have stuff in those greens specifically that you cannot find in other greens, like for real. There's, there's something in them to give you the serotonin that you normally get after a workout. So it genuinely makes you feel like that. Like you have that after a workout feeling just by drinking your greens. Obviously like workout still, you know what I mean? And stuff, but it's nice because it gives you that feel good and it, energy also helps with memory, learning, higher thinking, so many things. This is not an ad. I do have a code with them though. I will have that below if you want to try them because I, I am so obsessed with memory. Blueberry green tea is my favorite. So yeah, highly recommend. And I do have a pretty big discount code, I'm pretty sure. Abby, my best friend, she is not the type to drink greens at all. And I got her into them. She was like, she's like, I want to order those. She's like, what are they? And she's been drinking them every morning since she'll send me a picture. And she's like, I love these. And I'm like, I am so proud of you, but I'm so happy that I got you into them. So if Abby likes them, that is telling you something for real. I've tried quite a lot of greens, but they are my favorite for sure. My last favorite that I'm going to share with you guys is my toothbrush. You know, I'm a dental hygienist, but like, I really mean this. I use it every single day and it is my um, Philips Sonicare toothbrush. Any toothbrush that you ever get from Philips Sonicare will be game changing, I swear to God. It is the best toothbrush that you can be using. And the one I'm currently using is like the Sonicare Prestige 5500 or something like that. It is like one of the most expensive. You do not need that. I got a discount because I'm a hygienist, so I only had to pay half. But I just wanted it just because I wanted to see what it was all about. But it's cute too. They're cute. They pulsate. They don't actually move in a circle. They just help to keep your mouth as clean as possible. A lot of patients, a lot of people will be like, all right, well, like why is an electric toothbrush like actually better than a regular one? And I'm like, absolutely. And I'm like, it's a machine. So think about it. Each day you wake up and you're using a regular toothbrush with your hand, you're doing your best, but you're not like doing as good as a machine could that's coming in doing like a thousand things per minute, like going the same exact pressure, same exact motion every single day where with an electric toothbrush also, you don't have to brush with it like a regular toothbrush back and forth. You just want to literally angle it at your gum line and let it do the work. You're moving it around your mouth. You're not brushing your teeth with it. If that makes sense, you're just guiding the toothbrush around your mouth. The toothbrush being on is just doing the work for you. So I promise you, if anyone tries a Philips Sonicare toothbrush, you will not regret it. You will absolutely not regret it. It is the best thing ever. I've gotten Abby. I've gotten her husband on them. I've gotten so many people on them. They just keep your mouth feeling as clean as possible. Nice and smooth. Like you left the dentist every single day for real. So can't recommend that enough. You don't need a super expensive one. They have them starting at like 40 bucks on Amazon, but they can go the whole way up to like 200 bucks or more. You do not need the most expensive. If you get those ones, there's just more bells and whistles. You might get Bluetooth with your toothbrush so you can like see where you're not brushing. There's like an app that goes with it. So just little things to think about. All right, guys, that is all the questions for today. I hope you enjoyed that, but I will do another episode with more questions next time. If anyone wants to do like a certain question, or they want me to answer a certain question, message me on Instagram, M-I-C-H-D-I-E-H-L-L, and I will make sure that I put it in the podcast or just message me on one of my freaking Instagrams, one of my platforms. I will find it and I'll try to put it in here. But I love you guys. I hope you have the best day ever. I hope you have the best week ever. My mental health tip of the week for you would be to really try to get back into your routine. If you slipped out in any way, maybe you stopped meal prepping, maybe you stopped going to the gym at a consistent time each day, maybe you stopped journaling, try to get back in your routine in one way. For me, I'm gonna try to get up early at the same time every day again and just really focus all my energy into keeping the same routine as opposed to keeping routine just at different times throughout the day, if that makes sense. I think it will be life-changing for real, but that's my situation. My life update right now is just taking care of my fur baby here. He's just been laying next to me resting while I've literally been recording this. He has to be 
um, basically just chilling for the next 10 days and wearing a cone. But I appreciate you listening so much. If you love it, please rate the podcast five stars or take the time to leave a review. I would be so freaking happy. But just remember, you can do all the things that your mind says that you can't do. Okay? I love you. I will see you next Monday. Bye.